0: Welcome to the September 2014 edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. Joining us today is David Kreinberg. Hey, what's up? Uh... How's it going, Simon Chun? I am back from the grave. Oh, it's been a couple months, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I just died, and someone had the uh, audacity to resurrect me. So
0: mysteriously quiet last time. Even if we had two months ago, it was you and Ron, and that was dangerous. <laughs> That <laughs>
1: That's not dangerous.
0: Put them two together, it creates TNT, it's explosive. I can't keep up with either of you guys. Hey, so. it's called S&S. Oh, yeah, that's good. And then Adam Vitale. Hey. I'll oh. never get your name right.
2: Hey, that was close enough.
0: That's good. I'll keep it going. And so joining us for this month's podcast is a newcomer for the site who's doing video content for us, Darren McPhail.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. Glad hey. to be a part of the family, so to speak. Oh yes, really?
0: our extended family that like, continues to grow, while the other ones kind of fall apart, as it seems. Just, Just like, like a real family. family, we step over the corpses of other RPG sites as they fall, and we grow each day. Other Just
3: like a real sites family podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, RPG fan, RPG RPG gamer does RPG gamer. I have to kind oh, of. We should it.
1: have we should have Mike from RPG Gamer.
0: We talked about it like a, a while back. We were talking about doing like this big podcast, but you know, we have too many people on I this love one, Mike. Is Mike's so cool.
2: I guess pretty cool. But My, anyway. I met Mike in person at a Final Fantasy concert. It was
0: yeah, nice. I remember I got you tickets to that. Yes, you that. did. That was awesome. You gotta see Distant Worlds. Mm-hmm. Over like I'm surprised you guys how like does he live close to where you are?
2: He lives uh, in Tennessee. Oh, um, okay. so he had to drive down to Atlanta but
0: pretty not too far away.
1: Wait, I thought Atlanta was above Tennessee.
0: What? What? No, Georgia. What? Wait. What are you, no, no, what are you looking at no. I'm really at bad here. at
1: geography. I'm really it's bad at geography.
0: I... You realize where Tennessee is at, right? No, no, no.
1: Like, South no, I'm Kentucky. Sure isn't Tennessee like, right below Kentucky? Yeah. Right. And Georgia's like right at almost that, at the
0: corner. It? It's right above Florida. I'm pretty sure Georgia's right above. Wait. You... What? We're moving on. We're not going to talk about oh, Simon's okay. need for attention.
1: So a lot uh, of shit happened in the past 30 days.
0: It definitely did. I mean, I mean, for how dead July was, there's a lot of things that were even announced in the past couple of weeks that really turned everything on its head. And so, we're going to kind of step through it a little bit. So, might as well get this out of the way. The biggest release for August, at least for us, it was Tales of Exilia 2. Now, I'm sitting amongst a group of people who have all played the game. I have not touched it, although I will hopefully be playing it soon. I haven't played the first one yet, so I was going to sit back and listen to you guys talk about it so um yeah tales of exilia 2 uh it seems like namco's kind of figured it out to release their tales titles a lot sooner than they used to cysteria seems to be going that same route too so um adam of course reviewed it for the site and so we'll kind of kick things off um so you gave the game a 7 out of 10 yeah
2: yeah i gave tales of exilia 2 a 7 but don't care about the number who cares about um, the numbers just doesn't say much at all by itself i mean it plays almost identically to the first game in terms of its combat mechanics uh so battling of course is what you're doing you know most of the time and it uses it uses the link system from tales of Xillia, where there's you know bonuses for linking up there's certain skills that affect you know your link in your partner uh character and then new dual abilities uh and there are a couple of tweaks though. So one of the differences, the first differences you'll notice is when you play, the main character Ludger has three weapons, three weapon types: uh, swords, a hammer, and pistols, and can switch between them readily, and you know, right in the middle of battle. Um, so that's something I don't think the series has ever done before, and that kind of opens up the combat a little bit because each each weapon type has its own uh, art. List so you can actually link arts from different weapons together if you're, you know, agile enough uh, to do that. So I think the combat was probably the strongest aspect of the game. Uh, Simon, what did you think?
1: I I thought what so this game was announced what like four years three years ago,
2: like well it came out two years ago in Japan.
1: Right. So when we when I first saw the uh, weapon swap, I was like, man, this is all gonna be awesome because it, it was sort of like double main cry. And and in many ways it actually really does because a lot of the arts that you that Luger has at his disposal, uh, whether it be pistol hammer or swords, they're very they're very fun to use. Like the moves look cool like animations are cool, but there's actually a lot of utility behind them. Um, like specifically like the pistols, like a lot of the pistols you can sort of zoom like left and right to dodge attacks while attacking. So the one just, thing
2: I one thing I noticed right away was like in Tales games, uh, I've always found I've always found jumping in battle to kind of be a little bit awkward, um, and like now whenever there's like a flying enemy, this oh switch to pistols and you can easily hit it, um, yeah. and they're usually weak to it. Not always. Like some 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 monsters are actually you know vulnerable to different weapon types, but that was actually like one of the very specific things that I noticed was oh flying enemies. If I'm playing as Ludger, very easy to switch to pistols to take them out. Whereas, yeah. you know, in other games, you kind of have to, like, kind of jump and hit uh, hit them. But I've always found jumping to be a little bit awkward. Um, yeah,
1: no, I de- that definitely uh, stood out to me. I mean, it's also easier to combo because you can hold, like, the L1 button and attack. And usually a lot of those attacks shifts the ca- uh, character up into the air anyway. So, like, they've made a lot of transitions into the air. I think it'd be nice if they actually implemented a full, like, aerial-based, uh, like, character. Uh, I guess Mila sort of fits that niche, but not really. They do that
2: uh, older Tales games, right?
1: Yeah, well, like, I, Judith, I was, Judith was a good
2: example of that. Yeah, Judith and Tales of Eversia is definitely you know best in comboing in the air yeah. and lots of be, lots, lots of skills that are yeah. that, that make her and Mila, like you said, has kind of the same thing where Muse as well. Um, yeah. So I think they've gotten a little bit better at that, uh, definitely.
4: I think Emil but,
1: also fits that niche, sort of in, oh, uh, right, in 22. Yes.
2: But there's, yep. like, a lot of
1: minute changes in Exilia 2 that I really appreciated, um, so we, like, like, being able to change link strategies on the fly, because normally yes. what you have to do is you have to go into strategies and change up how the char- your linked character responds, but here you can just tap on the directional pad to change up the character your link partner's, like, AI, so you can change it up to you, you can change up to defend yourself, or sync up with your attacks, so, like... like
2: very, or, like, physical yeah, changes like that helps. Or, like, their right. quality, quality of life changes. Like, they're really good. Yeah. Um. And I, I felt that, like, uh well, there was also the weakness system, which seemed, what Tales of Xillia 2 feels like, it kind of feels like it took Tales of Xillia's battle system and then kind of looked back at Grace's and said, you know, let's steal a couple of these ideas. Yeah. So Even the customization aspect of it, too. Like, the Alliomorph is a great example of that because well,
1: you get sure to...
2: Uh, I was more talking about the weaknesses and how, like, right. there's, like, so every every enemy, including bosses, like, if you if you hit their weaknesses, you'll get, like, power hits, and you can chain those together, and it'll, like, there's actually, like, a, multi- a damage multiplier that, that, you know, jumps into play. And if and you then, it up, the multiplier increases significantly. Right, and, and like, you can down enemies. Uh, usually when they're powered, when you power hit them, you can down them. And, like, for some of the... So I've beaten the game, and, of course... And I'm doing post-game stuff, and some of those some of those bosses are, are brutal. But, like, it's kind of amazing if you can, you know, utilize the weaknesses well and combo and make sure you got, get the good multipliers, how much damage you can do. And it's it's really kind of a key aspect of some of those boss fights. Um, so, it, like I said, it kind of feels like it takes Exilia's battle system and kind of implements some aspects of Zilia I'm yeah. of, sorry of Graces and so it's kind <laughs> I of mean, a, even beyond uh, that too
1: like it, right. it has a lot of callbacks like Xillia's uh, skill system is, a, is taken from Vesperia like the customization and sort of the growth system is a, a combination of like Tales of the Abyss like glyph or like plate system that they had in combination with uh, Tales of Graces his title system like, there's a lot of callbacks to, like, the series' history.
2: Uh, I, I kind of disagree. I mean, the Tales of Graces' titles, well, I guess some of them were about doing certain things in battles, but it wasn't to the extent that, like, Zillia and Zillia 2 have it, where it's like, have your link partner do its ability 100 times, 200 times, you know, or whatever. Sure. But and it, then, like, it's, and it's and more, more about choosing stuff. the
1: growth of it, though. Like, leveling up your arts and stuff like that.
2: I actually thought the Lilia Morb was one of the weaker aspects of the game, Basically, it's very hands off, and you just all right. Now I'm gonna have you collect water-based arts and skills, and uh, and then like a couple, you know, maybe a dungeon later. All right, enough of that. Now go to fire based Like you, you, all you have to do is just kind of switch out the orbs every once in a while, and it you, you yeah, know. sure.
1: But like it gives you like a, like you can't there, so you can't have so the Allium orb is you can t- you get to select certain um, elemental orbs and you draw. You draw energy from them, and your character grows on that elemental orb path. But you, there's no, um, plate where, or at least in the beginning, you don't start with a plate that has all elemental orbs, so you need to choose which path is sort of more important, and for that character, and I think, I think you're right in the sense that, you know, it's more hands-off, especially when comparing to the Lillium Orb, but I think the Allium Orb is much more macro-based than that it is micro-based, because you get to
2: choose how your character grows in what, in what specific area, so,
1: like, fire, have, I think a lot the of the-
2: does the game actually, like, tell you what each element, you know, kind of gears toward? Or is that just something... No, but that's something you, have like, for... like,
1: notice over time. So you notice that, yeah. like, the fire ones are basically physical attack. I believe the uh, dark elemental is primarily magic attack. Like, you get hints of it as you see like, oh, okay, this one definitely... this one is more geared towards, like, uh, health or defense or whatnot.
4: So, I, I would uh... just say the Allium Orb is, like, the eggs from the Grandia series, while the Lilium Orb is, is, like, just a sphere grid yeah. or something like that. Yeah, kinda of like that. Yeah. Well not figure not The uh what was the Final Fantasy thirteen one?
2: Uh Crystarium.
4: Yeah. I I mean it's just it's just taking from from other games that and like kinda like putting their own spin on it, which I think is pretty cool, the way it, it like went the opposite direction. It's definitely it's definitely
2: very different. So some people might be very yeah. appreciating it's like, oh I don't have to spend time with it, I can just
3: very quickly, you know
4: Switch out switch yeah, things just, out. Just equip stuff
3: yeah, That's basically it. Switching yeah. it was great, but I really didn't like how you could see what you couldn't see what was upcoming for it. Where like as in Grace's F, the title system, you are aware what you get right. out of each title, which so like I couldn't get resurrection until I was like twenty hours in. So I was going through life bottles like a crazy guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Right. And, it, only, it only shows you like the next skill, the next <laughs> art you're gonna get. So
3: yeah.
2: Well it's up to
1: like a certain certain point. Like it shows you like up to like hundred and fifty elements with points. Worth of stuff, I believe, or something of that to that
2: effect. But yeah, like Graces, you know, you kind of see all the titles for sure. sure. Most of them, like from the from the get go, you're like, oh, I want to do this to get yeah. this skill or get these stats. So that was nothing's really none of the other games have really come to that, right? Um, now, I guess my biggest disappointment in the game, and several others have mentioned this, so it's not a big surprise, is how you kind of go through the same areas that are in Zilia Exilia. You know, they're exactly the same, they're unchanged, and, uh, I mean, kind of even within the first game themselves, a lot of these field paths are just copy-pasted from one another. Yeah, and And there's nothing interesting in them, like, no interesting items, no interesting scenery, nothing. Right, and you go through them all again, and, like, you basically approach them all in the same way. It's, oh, here's a new area, so there's lots of loot spots, there's going to be chests, there's going to be holes in walls, and that's about it. Um and so there's, like, it's not interesting. I mean, oh, they are really just ways – I don't, I don't like saying padding, but it just to kind of eat up some time and to have some battles from one cutscene to the next. So it's just um, – <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, I, I completely agree. Uh, and that, that's the worst part is that if you didn't like going through them once in Exilia, you're probably not going to like going through Exilia 2 again because the, the nature of the narrative makes it so you have to go through certain areas twice over. Right. Because, even, yeah, even, the, th- even within the game, so, like...
2: Right. And, I mean, like, when I kind of think about games, like, gameplay in RPG-type games, I kind of think about them in two facets. There's, like, the battle gameplay, and then there's the everything else. Like, the exploration, the progression, and things like that. And I think that's where Zelia 2 really has issues. Like, you go just from town to town, and fighting battles and some people you know they might like the battle system so much like oh i don't care that there's nothing to explore i just get into a bunch of battles and those are fun it's just that i kind of wish there's something a little bit more to kind of like do i guess yeah no like, I, I agree a like, lot
1: of the uh content extra content is also geared towards just battling maybe like, outside the poker i don't know how much you guys like poker but i
2: mean like i, I know some people don't care for this but i'm <laughs> Tales of Symphonia was my first game in the series, and while the gameplay for that game hasn't really aged very well since it was one of the first, I think one thing it did probably better than anything has since is, like, the dungeons and the puzzles and kind of these maze-like, you know, regions or areas to to go through. And I know some people may not care for puzzles and things like that, but it was something to, like, you know, it was something to kind of, you know, actually think about and, you know, do. Yeah, it's, it's... like so, you have battling, and then you kind of have you know, okay, how do I how do I get to that door? How do I get to the end of the dungeon? How do I get to that chest? But not, and, but in Zillia and Zilia too, it's basically okay. I need to go from point A to point B, and that's like that's, that's pretty much it. So um, I guess other aspects of the game we haven't yeah. talked about yet, like it has a, it has a chapter system like like Zilia did, but it's based around this you know debt that Luger finds himself in early on. So
3: I didn't
1: now, like the debt system at all. But I, I understand why they did it, just because they wanted to have explicit pacing breaks yeah. To like, separate narrative portions. But, like, the idea that you can't move on to the next chapter unless you pay a certain amount is... Like, I understand the design philosophy. They want you to manage your money outside of just spending items. They're like, okay, I need to decide whether I'm going to buy equipment or, or move on to the next chapter and possibly be, you know
3: under equipped. But it all yeah, it also gives you a huge incentive to go through all the game side quests as well cuz like otherwise would you guys think you really would have played the side quests if they didn't have a monetary incentive?
1: I think some of the side quest stuff is inter- interesting like even like the unique ones like um the, one, the like one. the uh what's it called the the main one, the main, the one with Julius some um
2: uh, I forget what they called them. Uh, uh
4: Kresnik. Kresnik.
1: Yeah.
4: Something <laughs> like that. But, well just uh, late because I'm still remember. No, <laughs> uh,
1: it's just it's just the name of the quest. It's not named Okay. Even, so
4: like, they're they're
2: kind of like the main spoiler subjects. culture. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, a lot of the quests are kind of MMO ish, where it's like kill this amount of enemies or get me this many items. So yeah. those aren't very interesting. But the ones I guess...
1: that are interesting, the ones that are crafted to be interesting, I think they are interesting because they they do a lot of world building or character building, and that's that's really cool. It's well. Just,
2: and it's—I I think the most—the best rewards from side quests are allelium orb things or what, what—extractors.
1: Yeah, the extractors.
2: Yeah. So you get—you get better ones from doing them. That like rather than having you know getting one point per point uh, in a in an element, now you can get it in like three different elements, or you can maybe get you know one that doubles the amount of points or things like that. Yeah. So those ones, a lot of them, you can get some of them from bosses and chests, but you get some from the quest too. So.
4: I think now, the most.
1: Most annoying thing from the debt system was that Nova kept calling
2: every single time you had a certain. Yeah.
4: Now I. We have your wallet surrounded. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Um, now I didn't think it was all too, I guess, intrusive, um, because I just normally, like when I when I finish the chapter and to continue to the next, you have to pay a certain amount of money. Like there's always like a new Gigano monster to fight, and now. I always thought those were kind of fun because they're kind of like extra boss battles, except most of them were kind of pushovers, even on a higher difficulty. But those gave you a lot of money.
1: Oh, there were certain bosses in the main chapters that were assholes, dude. Right, yeah. But anyways... They <laughs> real assholes.
2: <laughs> just, quick, just quickly, uh, usually by fighting the newest Giganto monster, or I guess they're called the Monsters now. I don't know why they, they stopped calling them Giganto, because that's what they were called in this Faria, But uh, They're called Elite um, Monsters now. Yeah, but anyways, despite that and usually fulfilling some of the quests that like like items that I already kinda collected just by playing, usually I had enough money to continue fairly readily. So but it kinda it might depend on, you know, how much you just kinda blitz through areas or how much you actually, you know, fight battles that you kinda come across. So um but yeah, in terms of Nova calling, whenever she called, I would just kind of put like a large amount of gold towards the towards the debt amount. That way she that way, it'd be a while before she called again. So I, I, that wasn't, I, I mean, I guess I'm kind of indifferent on that system. Like, I'm not going to say, wow, this is a good idea, but it, it's like I didn't think it really ruined anything. Um, hmm. Just kind of, oh, right. I guess that's how this game works. Um, so. I, mean, I understand some of the
1: design ideas behind why they put it. I just don't think they did it the best way.
3: No, it totally breaks up the pace way too much in certain parts of the game, too, especially in the beginning, where that's mainly the main goal for about, what, four or five chapters? Yeah. Something like that?
1: Yeah. I I, I understand, like, and they try, even trying to tie it in narratively, I was like, okay, whatever.
2: Yeah, uh, that was, that was kind of weird how it's just, like, at the beginning of the game, you know, it, like, oh, we you got injured, and you don't really even see it. Yeah, like, you don't
1: even know what he got injured on, but like what the capacity was he got injured,
2: and I healed you, and you don't see any of that, and then it's like, oh, now you owe me a bunch of money. Yeah,
1: and then not, and, and apparently Jude doesn't have a debt. I was like, what? Like,
2: yeah, and also uh, the fact that uh, actually I probably shouldn't mention anything for spoilers, but um, anyways, it's just that it doesn't really fit. It just kind of feels like they arbitrarily like, oh, we want to implement a debt system, so let's just kind of throw it in you know <laughs> it yeah. just kind of it does feel a little awkward in terms, of, in terms of i guess how it fits with the story
1: I i did enjoy the other i didn't enjoy the overall narrative of i think that's actually one of the standouts i know adam you don't feel as strongly about the story that, that, that i really
2: do. couldn't care about anything until about chapter 11 and 12 i'm like okay now there's some dynamics here that are actually you know interesting and worth paying attention to but then after that, it kind of, you know, I kind of lost interest again, and things got a little bit more trite, and I just... And then it kind of ended, like, oh, okay. You yeah. so know, I, I didn't really... I guess, I mean, I don't really put too much value on narrative anyway for these types of games, but it didn't... it definitely didn't capture me all too much. Except yeah. for, I do think 11 and 12 are definitely the strongest chapters. So...
1: What did you think, Darren, about the the story of Exilia, too,
3: just in general? Well, I've played a lot of Tales games. I've in fact, I've played all of them at some point or another, and so I can pretty much immediately guess what's going to happen in each game just by seeing a character. I can see a character go, okay, he's the traitor archetype. That guy will be the secret <laughs> villain. That yep. guy will be this. So I always, some way or another, kind of figure the out what's going to happen. Games?
1: Yeah. Well, not mean, Tales games,
3: just in JRP's in general. Yeah, I guess. Like, games oh, Evo are Butler? Probably a bad guy. That, uh, the guy at the lightning bolt eyebrows might not be the best guy to trust right away, you know? But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, but, like, the story, it does, it's weaker in the beginning, especially, just because the debt's the whole payoff for it, but then eventually, once you get to, like, the chapter 10 or 11, it definitely picks up. Once you do, uh, I don't know if I should say it, but, uh, dimension hopping.
4: I, I, I think, think that, I don't that's
3: that's the premise of the game so yeah like I don't know if because that doesn't really happen to like chapter six I think right but so I, nice,
1: yeah. I think that's one of the I don't think that's necessary spoiler because like because mm. that's the whole premise of the game yeah. but mm-hmm. I, I think a lot I think it, it, it I think part of the, what makes exiliate 2 interesting is because there's a lot of dimension hopping and it's sort of like time traveling in a way because you get to see a lot of the what if could be mm. scenarios that exactly. You know, Exilia, two, Exilia One, treaded upon. Like, um, like what would happen? Say, uh, I'm trying to like say one instance. Like, let's say, let's say if Jude wasn't born, like, like what, would, like what would that world look like? Like, how would that impact the rest of like the Exilia One story in general? Like, stuff like that is very interesting. You're, you get to see, so uh, you get to see uh, that scenario, but more importantly, you get to see how like the characters in that world cope with that knowledge, like, oh, they enter a world and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm a completely different person, where this person that is my best friend is not my best friend, apparently. So it's just, yeah. it's just a very interesting dynamic just from even the side, the side, uh, the side story stuff, like the character episodes. Those There's side a lot stories
3: of, were arguably, like, the best part of the game, too. Like, a lot of those yeah. side stories had some of the most interesting and thought-provoking parts of it. Are we talking about as, the
4: character quests? Yeah. yeah,
3: for yeah. like, the character chapters and all that. Right. Like, like specifically, like, Alvin,
1: if we if you get to know Alvin throughout the entirety of Exilia One, and you come into Exilia Two, like like he's, he's he struggles being like trying to be a good person, but at the same time he knows like in in Olympia's in general, like it's really hard to live by a very white moral code, you know, like so he struggles being in the gray. But it's I think it's very interesting how they go about doing it.
2: Now, I guess another aspect of the story that's new to Zillia 2, in this series anyway, is that Ludger cannot talk, or well, he's not hes not very talkative <laughs> at all. That's so, actually some of the localization change, I feel like, that
1: was made, is that he he talks a lot more frequently in this one than he does in...
2: Oh, sort kind of. If, if you count him saying, like, okay... Interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, so, I you know, obviously lots of RPGs have a silent protagonist, like Persona and Yeast right. East come to mind there's nothing wrong with it yeah i but i think it just feels different and entails for two reasons one how the games are very cinematic kind of recently anyway in general and also the the whole skit idea like this party interaction like skits any skits with luger which is you know a lot of them it's just like it just feels so weird how they're kind of talking around him and, and of course, the, the way the game, you know, gets around this is that Ludger, when he when he does talk, quote, you get to choose what he says. Um, but I still felt that it never really it never really felt right to me.
0: It's like a Western RPG is how they do that when you have an option and but your main character, the guy you made, doesn't really talk. There's, yeah, well, it's so I don't
2: think it's so much
1: that because with Western RPGs, they're... They're they're really they don't have a defined character. They're sort of a blank slate, and you can sort of craft them into what you want. With Luger, fair, I feel like there is definite there's a definite like characterization they had in mind, and you can see it. But he doesn't portray it because they want they want that agency. To, they want your agency to be there. So it's like two contradictory characters like being put into one body.
0: It yeah, makes exactly. it look like the main character is an idiot. When <laughs> he's like, well, are you going to talk or something, or are you going to just sit there like an idiot?
2: And also, um, I, I don't wanna, I'm not going to do specific specific as the spoilers, but there's like one small scene later in the game where it's like, man, I wish he could talk. So, like, it just seems like it would have been better if he did. Like, I don't think the game gained anything, really, by implementing this choice system. Like, in, I, I would argue that it takes away from the game rather than, you know, being useful or interesting at all.
3: So. Might as well get rid of the voice acting while you're at it. At well, apparently, point, it the sounds. crazy thing is, apparently in New Game Plus, he does have a voice. In in the skits portion, like, in the, yeah, places oh, where okay. he can choose,
1: but still, even then, that's that's not good. Yeah, I have a question: played, Why not go the
3: full mile if it's well, there? Well,
2: I, I haven't played New Game Plus, but isn't it all it is in the second time through is, like, when you make a choice? You know, in the first time through, it just kind of, like, you know, highlights that, oh, this is the choice you selected, but... Right. And the second time through, it just highlights, and then, then he'll actually voice that line. Yes, yes, that's how it is.
1: And right. I think that's a last-minute decision. I think before... I mean, I remember when Exiliate 2 was help like, being, uh, being ready for... Breaking this.
0: news. Breaking news. I just want to point this out, guys. Uh, the PR guy from uh, Atlas just posted a, twi- a tweet saying that Shin Megami Tensei 4 has been delayed to late October in Europe.
3: Oh, November.
0: So, oh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> it was supposed to be September... Now late October. Sorry, guys, in Europe. No, no,
2: Europeans gotta be pissed at Atlas. Like,
0: every, pissed at Nintendo for making a region locking system. But that's well, that's true.
2: Know. That too. But yeah. like, <laughs> it's just.
0: It, anyways, this
1: that this that entire situation is just the shit show in general.
0: Yeah, it's, it was supposed to be summer. <coughs> then late it, but you know, continue on, guys. Sorry, I just want to throw no, that I, out there. Cause I, I, I think it. we,
2: well, I think we've touched on most aspects of Zelda. Yeah. two. Speaking of so, Atlas, uh, though,
1: there was another.
0: Big big news um, with the recent Sony conference that actually happened yesterday. Uh, they had their big TGS pre-TGS TGS conference. where well, they announced a bunch of games for Japan. Since that system seems to be struggling a bit there, uh, yeah, Persona Five.
1: Yeah, with well, well, the main character logo ever.
0: Yeah, it was, it, uh, Personas.
2: Uh, I, was, I thought it was kind of funny how like immediately after the announcement, like people are photoshopping it to be like a racing game. <laughs> it was so that is so, uh, so terrible.
1: Like, I have seen logos worse. I mean, I haven't seen logos that bad since,
3: like, shit. I don't know. Boy. Anyways. So, so like, it, it, out, it actually looks like the Blu-ray logo.
2: Sort of. It does. Yeah.
3: It Dude. does. Red Someone Ray. Does red Ray.
2: Red Ray?
1: What? You know, like, blue Blu-ray. Ray. Blu-ray. The background Blu-ray. was red. red the background was red. So it's Red Ray. No?
2: Shut just up. Just, like... yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut up.
1: That was...
2: I
0: thought that was fun. So, yeah. anyway
2: well it wasn't a lot of news. they announced that it's coming to playstation four
0: um, that's everyone who I knew wanted to play that game was like but I, I got a ps4 it's going to be right. it's way it feels a lot different than it used to where people were hesitant to get a ps three People seem to be jumping into the next generation because they're hungry so I it's think good it good down the
1: they announced the ps four version because long while back when we heard rumors about this game. One of the reasons why it was delayed so much was because they were trying to get a next-gen port right. of Persona 5 working, but then when they announced it, they just announced it straight up for the current gen. I'm like, oh, so I yeah, guess wh- they couldn't, couldn't get it working, so they just canned it all together.
0: Yeah, like, now they, they got come that come
1: second money. They, moment they must have figured
2: then. it out. That's, that's, that's what I heard, is that they had issues with the PS4 version, so they cut it, but now I guess they figured it out or decided right. to it or they think yeah. they can make it they, they yeah. think they can make
1: it in time for the 2015 release it's, which well, is really it's only, funny actually because when they first announced it this was for winter 2014 granted with that can
2: yeah meet. so, they had, to, so yeah. they had
0: to delay it slightly yeah So, and you kind of hope that Namco is considering that for Cisteria too I, I want them to consider it even if they may not do it oh, I yeah. would like to see I it, think like it for
1: the PS3 then they're going to have a director's cut for
2: the PS4 so yeah, there's a lot of Japanese games kind of like moving to PS4. And while like the they might not be like as visually impressive as like Western games at this point, like th- even like Compile Heart, you know, has a couple games coming out on PS4. And now Persona and then the, the East game was also announced at the conference. Yep. this you know, guy huge. Yeah,
0: Disguide huge. Five, um, it's Eve, never gonna it's come out here, but it's it's huge.
2: <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of games that are kind of moving to PS4 and we'll talk about some of them maybe, but now like Zisteria is announced for PS three. And that's really one of the only ones. It's one of the furthest out ones. I think uh, that one will easily get ported to the PS4. Well, yeah, like it, may, the, maybe in like a director's cut, like they do for Tales sometime. You yeah, know. They, I mean they all design? the time. Well, yeah. well, yeah. Zillia and Zillia Two never got a director's. Really. Oh, and that's
1: that's so. because Zillia Two is the director's cut of Zillia One.
2: That I, I, I have people. I have had heard people say that Zillia Two kind of feels like a mod.
0: <laughs> the fact that the way that it uses everything, it's just it's just it a mod. Like yeah. See. Yeah, it was kind of funny. The games that they kind of just you know fired out there during the conference, like Fairy Fencer F, got a is gonna PS4 game. Like that's it's yeah, not it even like, out yet. Yeah, it's going
4: It's just like an Oprah show. Like you get a PS4 game and you get a uh,
1: that's a lot of people just are PS4 Vita games. They're not. That's
2: right. Well, uh, that was just ease.
0: No, no, no like so God Eater just two just actually. Ease. No, God it was Eater ease,
1: two was, it was that. God Eater.
0: It was um. Yeah, there um, there were a few other ones. Like what well, is like? It's, well, it's, it's still Dragon. big. It's, it's still they're still willing to go that extra mile to release the game on the PS4. It shows how confident they are. I don't Instead of just making an exclusive I think, game.
1: I think it's trying to. I think it's trying to eat costs is what it is because they know Cost. the sound They know the install base for both the Vita and the PS4 is small, but combined, it's actually quite sizable enough to make a profit. So what they do is they make a game that's compatible for both the Vita and the PS4, announce it, and you're going to you're, you're make
0: a that profit. Well, you're, you're making a small example, though. The PS3 and PS4 should be the one we're looking at, because that means that instead well, I'm of I'm releasing Persona 5, PS4 only on the, the on the... the I PS4 think,
1: I'm talking about games that have Vita and PS4. We
2: know, that the, we know that the Japanese market has been kind of slow on the PS4 uptake, and, I mean, this is kind of... Even though it might still be slow, this is kind of what they needed. Like, okay, now there's some games coming out for PlayStation 4, even if a lot of them are cross-gen or have a Vita version, and not all of them, but I think, you know, like, at least there's something for people to buy in Japan on PlayStation 4 now. You know? And, and, you, yeah, and right. you're
0: sure that Sony has a big uh, is a big reason for that. I'm sure they're, you know, shaking hands behind closed doors to make sure, certain that... Uh, it's getting bigger. I mean, they've been announcing those games. Really? Isn't like, like Yakuza no, 0 cross-gen 2? Like, it's it's all... No, what about, all- what about Dragon Quest? I, was that PS4 only? Or is no, that, no that, was,
1: that was cross-gen.
0: Okay, yeah, that's... I forgot. <laughs> Dragon Quest So they're, they're trying
1: to eat costs. They can't they can't make a game solely for the PS4. So they make it cross-gen to... For now. People, yeah, to start out. Yeah. And it gives the people options. Dude, if you want to buy a PS4 version, you can buy the
2: PS4 version...
1: But if you release it just for the PS4, they're not they, going to make money off of it. There's they no make, way.
2: There's no they, they, make it, they make it an option, and, you know, that, I mean, that's better than no option.
0: I, I just think that it's, it, it, it speaks more to the overall picture that, um, that they're willing to step out of making an exclusive game and willing to jump into uh, the next, exactly. current generation. I think it is big because they can stick to what they've been doing all this time. Or they can move ahead and try to make for new consoles because it took a long time the last time for that to happen. So another game they announced was I mentioned
2: it earlier was the Yeast game, which they they've been, they teased that for a while, and we saw some really, it really looked, nice
1: concept work, Concepts art.
2: Yeah. Now it looks a lot like Yeast Seven and Yeast uh, Memories of Zelda uh, or Cicelta. Um Now it does like look like a great looking game, by the way. Uh, are you or being no. serious or not? No, no, no I'm not being serious. <laughs> so, yeah. Actually, um, looks better now, than the PS4 well, game. Yeah, well, this, it doesn't have a t- an official title yet, but uh, I guess it is for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation Vita. So it, I wonder if it was kind of a Vita game, and then they just kind of, like, decided... Because was a Vita game, but it, that one, I believe, was basically... Not, it was originally PSP, and they kind of switched yeah. it. So I uh, this I think I wonder if this one was supposed to be like a true Vita game and then they kind of
3: upred it.
2: Yeah, for PS4, which is I guess you know fine.
1: Understandable.
2: Now and it looks a lot like yeah Seven and Cellcetta, so it's got the party system uh, and things like that. Um, so I, I'm excited for it, uh, even if it doesn't, you know, it's not a visual, you know, you know
0: standout. But, yeah. yeah. Those oh, games have never been like the visual tour de force. Right. Yeah, yeah and
2: you'll I, play these games for it, the, Right. They're fast and fun. Great soundtracks, and now adult can jump again.
1: Yay!
2: Yeah. Yay! I think <laughs> yes. I
1: think it'll be interesting just just to see how the like how the
2: game will play
1: um, outside of the combat because it's designed for both.
2: Yeah. How they structure it. I mean, like. So Memories of Celceta, I mean, it was basically like the whole game was in, like, a giant forest, and you kind of just go from, like, city to city, but, like, all the kind of... There was a couple of dungeons, but, like, you took, a lot of it took place in, like, this similar type forest area. Right, it was just so, a large open world. It actually felt like sort of Metroidvania, uh, Metroidvania in a sense. Kind of, right, because you got new characters with new abilities to, like, open up. Like, that's
0: that's kind to... of how the Yeeze games have always been, though. Right. It's been like one central location, and you go around it pretty much, like yeah. the towers
3: and stuff like that. So anyways, yeah. I'm excited for it. Games. Mm-hmm. More ease is always a good thing.
1: Yeah, more. I, I, I'm definitely excited to play it. Uh, I had a pretty good time with Zelda. I, I don't love it as much as
0: Adam does, but uh, I'm pretty excited for the content. <laughs> I didn't
2: love it that much. I thought it was it, pretty
0: good. <laughs> I'm the one who viewed it, by the way. But yeah, it's, it's never going to come here, but I'm excited. Why it's not? Great.
3: All the other ones have.
2: You don't think Falcom, or you don't think Exceed is going to grab it?
3: They're going to grab it, but you'll take probably forever. see it, like, in 2017. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's better than uh, our uh, Dragon Quest situation.
1: It's better uh, than Exceed yeah. releasing uh, Trails in
2: the Sky, right? Well, they yeah. finally released the, uh, <laughs> the
3: the PC version of
2: the first game.
1: Wasn't that supposed to come out last year?
0: Yes. Really? Uh, no, early this year. Well, well it was uh,
4: winter. Uh, <laughs> last it was, was supposed to be winter 2013. Whatever. January <laughs>
0: or something anyway, but... It, um, it, it came out. That's all that is most important. Darren actually reviewed it. I have not played the version
3: yet. No, but
0: I played you, the PSP version. You've, yeah, yeah, you pretty much to enjoy same. it
3: though. Oh yeah, Darren? oh yeah, definitely. Because I have only played pieces of the PSP version prior, but just running it on a computer felt good. Just, it ran well. It, st- it still looks good despite its age, and it, it's a good game.
2: Yeah, they, actually, I know. I, I know. I know X- on this mood game, right? Well, I know Exceed. <laughs> Xseed actually, actually like changed like the, the fonts and you know yeah, they, did, they added they added, the they added resolution fonts. option options because it's 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 essentially a port of the original PC release in Japan with like the localization of the PST release plus addition like they added tweaks to it so that's kind of the. Yeah their argument for why it took so long, anyway.
3: Yeah, well, the Falcom uh, PC development's been dead pretty much since their latest Legend of the Heroes games because they've moved on to consoles now. Right, yep. Because those games are normally native to PC. Yep. Yeah. Or some sort of PC engine.
0: Now, I posted in our, our video when he said that it was, like, it was much a bigger undertaking than they thought it was going to be than a simple port. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we actually got a comment from uh, XSEED on the review,
3: right? Right? That was for... I compared it to Oath of the I thought it was the same engine. I did some research and it pointed to that and it turns out it's not the case.
2: Misconception, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's cool that they cleared it up, though. Mm-hmm. he's like, it does,
0: Trails in the Sky does not share the same game engine as any of the Ys games. That was a rumor started way back. It uses completely original game engine all the way around. That's part of why it took so long, they
3: said. Mm-hmm. The new system, new engine to understand.
2: Yeah. So I guess, uh, moving on, uh, a, a PlayStation Vita game came out today that a lot of people that I know seem to be really
4: excited for.
0: Or or two.
2: What is I'm that, oh.
0: Wait, what?
4: Oh, you mean velocity times two?
0: Yes. Two no. X, actually. Is what I mean. No. No.
1: No, not that one. No, <laughs> no the but one that be you a lot of despair,
2: David. David. Oh! And
0: I'm... the despair of seeing so many people get spoiled on Twitter is, is also bad. on oh, it. <laughs> yeah, probably good to go on
4: lockdown, just in general. It's one of those games that I guess
0: is very, mm-hmm.
4: you know,
2: I guess the way that the narrative is structured, there's lots of different things to be spoiled, so... Yep. <laughs> You know, it's, it's just not—it's not like you're, I, now. I haven't played these Danganronpa games. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but like, it's good enough. Uh,
0: they actually say it in the title yeah, screen. Danganronpa.
4: They say it like that. Only better.
0: actually—I played the original a couple weeks ago. Beat it, and spent the whole weekend playing Danganronpa 2. It is very much an upgrade. Did you beat it? The sequel. I. I spent like twelve hours Saturday playing it, and then I beat it on Sunday, oh my god, nice wow the eight hour game <laughs> so real trooper right here, Dan, where's your review good um the the only downside I had from that is the too many mini games and stuff like that, but otherwise the characters are way more developed, oh, way shoot. more interesting than the first one
2: i now i I've, I've, I've been in the situation before where people all say like. Nine Nine Nine. As random segue here is a really good game, but I've but I've been I was hesitant to play that because it, like the main gameplay is puzzles, but I know it's got a great story apparently. But that's just I've been I I don't I, the gameplay didn't really appeal to me. Now I'm not really sure what the hey, gameplay is like the, in
4: Danganronpa. The, the way Dangan Danganronpa is very atypical for a visual novel because it, it kind of it's a genre blender. See it, it when a. Uh, I mean, have you ever played any of the Phoenix Wright games? Nope.
1: Okay. Or have you played any visual novel at all? Uh, yeah. no. <laughs> okay,
4: that doesn't matter. So
1: <laughs> that matters.
0: <laughs>
4: no. Because I mean it's not hard to understand what a visual novel is. There's a lot of text, there's sometimes uh other stuff going on, like puzzles, uh uh trials, stuff like that. Yes, you have to make yeah but so uh so with egg and rumpa, it's split into like m- multiple sections you got you got just the uh story sections where it's just static anime uh portraits talking and uh then you can like explore the the school at parts you explore in first person at other parts you don't well not the school the island for the second game, but uh but yeah, and then then once a murder happens, then you have to start an investigation, which is like a point and click adventure, and and then uh, the trial happens, and it's just everything. <laughs> it's like every genre combined.
0: It's, it's really still- good. I had a really good time with it. It's kind of cool because you they spend a lot of time like building this foundation to care about these characters, yeah. and then they throw big old wrench into it, and you start wondering. You have a lot of time to get used to these people uh, and get to know them, and then everything kind of falls apart, but in the, in the most beautiful way. Oh, yeah, Adam, but- you played Persona 4, obviously, right? Or yes. maybe not, obviously, but
4: there's also th- things that are very similar to social links, where you just uh, talk to characters. The difference is they might not be around by the next chapter because they'll be dead. So, yeah, so it's like... Uh, Kind of, as Zach said, kind of throws a wrench in that by giving you it's, a despair. Yeah. For it.
0: <laughs> that's that's part of the fun as well is that you don't know who's going to stay and who's going to go, and so you're just trying to figure so, out: okay, do I want to spend a lot of time with this person, or do I want to just you know give up well, here yeah, and this. move on to someone? I'm I'm pretty confident that person's going to be around because they seem important. But the cool thing is, you build these social links. Um, Quote unquote, and then if you build them up enough, you fill in their you know their report report card is what they kind of put it here. It's hope fragments in this game. Um, If you spend a lot of time, they unlock skills that you can use while you're battling in the courtroom that helps a lot, like slows down the time or just completely diminishes anything.
4: This is just a series that's very hard to explain because it's it's really something you have to play to understand because it. I mean like. Just hope fragments and and learning skills and trials doesn't really tell you much. It's it's the
0: the basis the basic yeah. way to explain it is that you get the relationship building in Persona 4, with the courtroom drama that's in Phoenix Wright, because you have to do yeah. a lot of like cases, rebuttals. Yeah. Um, you gotta. Um... Did you ever
2: play any of the latent games, Adam? Nope. <laughs> okay. okay. So that's, that's probably that's probably my one reason why I'm hesitant is I don't know. I never I guess I don't even I'm not familiar with these style well, of games do you, so. you would
1: enjoy reading
2: text for story
1: do you enjoy story good stories at all like
2: <laughs> so not I haven't read a like the, my reading nowadays usually comes in the
4: form of like on
2: book, academia, right service yeah academia right
4: I I, re-
0: I really don't know what Adam would think of it it, it it's interesting Did I would th- say watch someone play it like the first chapter the prologue and the chapter the first chapter Watch someone else play it, Golden, and you'll figure it out. I think
1: if he likes Persona Four Golden, he would, or the story
4: of Persona Four Golden, he would
1: enjoy Danganronpa.
4: Even that might be a reach. I, I don't know. It Danganronpa is really distinct. Like, I, do you, yeah, do you I, like I think the it's... writing in Persona
1: Four Golden? Do you like the narrative in general? Like, of just reading text while like shit is
2: going on. Uh, I guess I don't want to go into off into a tangent here. But I think a lot of the character interactions in Persona Four are pretty good but the actual like structured like plot line is kind of boring.
0: I I think it's we're trivializing it by keep on, on comparing it to Persona for yeah. Golden when it's it's definitely not that type of yeah, game. It's it's a lot of high school students um being trapped on this island basically and that they're trying yeah. to uh Well you're talking about all the all actual
1: stuff. story. I'm not talking about
0: the actual design
1: and structure
0: of the game. Like
4: yeah. yeah. I mean I mean it's, it's, it's a, of... it, it is
0: day-to-day structure yeah. for sure.
4: But it's, it's different, because, I mean, Danganronpa is a lot more over-the-top than even even Phoenix Wright, which is over-the-top court simulator. And, uh, it, like, the day-to-day life, it, it, like, plays out anime tropes, but kind of turns them on their heads
0: once... Cool stuff goes on, and 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 the coolest thing about it is that it really does test your brain power quite oh, yeah. a bit when you're going through those court cases because a lot of it is trying to uh, pick away at people's arguments and finding out the weaknesses and the uh, the contradictions and things like that. And yeah. so trying to work that through while talking to some people that you were just buddy buddy with just moments ago, it's it it creates this kind of uh, push and pull inside your head that I. I think really gives that game so, a nice bump from, here.
2: From what I gather, like this game, like it's kind of wacky.
0: I mean, you can just tell that
2: from the trailers see, and all. See, it's
4: both but wacky, it's,
2: but it's, it's not so tense.
0: Like Oh it's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's I wouldn't call it necessarily wacky. It's yeah. it's more um just high drama. Uh it it, it's 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 bizarre. No, it, I mean I can I can call it bizarre. It's pu- saying it, wacky, it, just it seem like cartoonish. No, I,
4: I would say I would say partially wacky, but like not consistent in tone, which is one of the reasons I love it, because like people treat the deaths like the horrifying events they are. But
0: it's, it's all very. I I can say this without a shadow of a doubt. Like there are a couple moments playing Danganronpa 2. It it destroys you like oh, there's no, some wait, parts in there that i was like literally in tears watching this stuff unfold because it's so heavy when they show it and you're seeing this person you're like oh my god look at the look in their eyes their yeah. face everything it just it's so dramatic and like knowing talking. that how ha- that happened and especially it's like watching battle royale you know just seeing these kids like it's uh, worth battle of it. royale and more emotional honestly well, because in Battle Royale it's straight out just you know murder, and this it's it's more you know you get to know these characters a lot Psychological. better. Psychological. It, it's yeah. like
4: it's like seeing people's insecurities once they break because of the shitty situation they've been put in. It's like, I mean, wacky is a word I I might use for like some aspects of the game. Like Mono Monokuma. he's wacky as hell, but it's but he's wacky in a disturbing way. He's like a He's, like the, he's, the jo- he's a Joker-type character. I think yeah, there's it's, it's... like
1: a strange dichotomy of where... It tr- like, in a normal situation, it would rub off as funny, but because the situation they're actually in is very dire... Yeah. There's, there is that dichotomy of extremes where it's extremely humorous, but at the same time, it's also extremely, like, disastrous.
0: Yeah, and, and the best part... The be- I think what Danganronpa nails is the pacing because it's they do an incredible job not overstaying its welcome in certain parts like it they move on you know they don't stick around too long they don't like hey hey you know you shouldn't shouldn't you be feeling bad no it's they got to move on there's and you see like a logical um step by step about how someone could start to uh question everything because they provide things like motives why you'd want to you know you know, kill another person, yeah. you know, and it's, it's these things, they introduce these motives that you can kind of see, like, this is horrible, I can kind of see why this yeah, person Yeah, it's like horrible, but shit.
4: sympathetic.
0: Yeah, every character, is like, you don't, you don't, there's no good yeah. and evil in this game, except for Monokuma, of course. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of like Joker, you know, he's just in there to see the world burn, and, and he's, like, it's caught in the middle, he doesn't. He's, he's not causing these things. He steps back. He gives these rules to provide some structure, but that's yeah. it. You know, it, they do the damage themselves. He, he's
4: the one that's trying to get everyone to kill each other, but yeah. he's not doing it directly.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, it's it, they're the ones doing it. Like they're the ones committing yeah. the worst possible human act. You know, it's it's killing one other person. Yeah, it's, it's all and very
4: crazy. <laughs>
0: it, it's, it's it's impressive how they can pull that off, especially in a video game format. Like even if. Um it's a visual novel for the most part it's it's the cool thing about this one is that they also have r p g elements like progression character progression for doing things like talking to people and looking around the environment and things like that that made this the sequel i think is is much better than the first oh, one yeah, definitely. Um, yeah it's, one thing it's, I've it's,
1: heard is that this game is longer
0: than the first. It's, it's like, only, it's it's about the same. It's like most adventure games are about 25 hours. I beat this game at about 28.
4: See, I have my, uh, it's says like 32 on my clock, but I also really took my time with it. I like yeah. talked to
0: everyone multiple times and stuff. I, I probably maxed out like three or four relationships, and that's by, you know, and, and that was sticking to it the entire time. Like, I didn't, time, I didn't like, max you know. out a single one in my main playthrough. Everyone was dying. That's the thing. I mean, there's also different difficulty levels and other things that can extend the gameplay. And they also have other game modes and yeah. other, like, extra content. Yeah, like that island really
4: mode. That's, that's where you're supposed to max out your social links because cause you don't know who's going to die in the main game.
0: That's Yeah, it, if you want to go that route. I mean, I think that part of the fun is just figuring out who you want to spend your time oh, with. Oh, yeah, of course. I, of but course. I mean, like afterwards. Are the characters
4: more interesting in this game? Yes.
0: Yes, definitely. Yes, they're very much more interesting. They're, more they're very much more. They're child. also more
4: sympathetic,
0: because, like, in yeah. the
4: first game, I feel like there were a some assholes.
0: <laughs> there, was ass, there was assholes, but there was people that you, like, you didn't really care if they died, which this game's kind of, you know, callous a little it's bit, like, but it's like you didn't care. In
4: the first game, there were, like, the social links. They tried to make some of them sympathetic, but then they would say something stupid, or do something stupid to Really make you like you know what? Fuck this guy in, in the uh, first game. You mean, like
0: fuck,
1: Togami me all the time. What? Yakuya? I'm talking
2: about like. Just,
0: but yeah, kind of. But no, it's, it's some of the characters in Danger Danganronpa are, are way in the first one were way over the top, and you know the the ones I'm talking about. In this one, a lot of the characters seem a, a lot more human, a lot more like people you would kind of know, like you would know this person. Um, and way more than the first. So like one more,
2: more was. like a character, and less like a caricature.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I don't so
2: know if it's... I would
4: say that. I feel like they're still caricatures. They're just they're just more developed. Where you know where their where their bizarre personalities are coming from. Exactly. And and once you learn that, you can believe it. Like, I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but one character. Actually, you know what? I can't even say anything with that. No, yeah, way. don't.
0: don't this, this game hinges on its story, but yeah. I would say this. You need to play the first one before you play the second one. Yeah, Like, don't, don't try to skip into this. I, 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 I know someone who covered this game that tried to play the second one, and he's like, it was fun, but I was like, all these references, I don't really get. It's, yeah, it's, it's because you, you have a much better understanding of the plot um and and you know knowing what you're going to get yourself into yeah. if you play the first one so you gotta play the first one definitely definitely I think gotta the first
4: play one, one is great too yeah, yeah. first oh, one
0: I had a
1: third I I I, I like uh, Virtue's last four more but I definitely enjoyed Danganronpa like in its own in its own way because mm. they're... I see a lot of comparisons between the two, and they are similar in a way, but they're also very different in they're
4: tone. They're really not very comparable beyond the same genre and a similar setting. They're, right. I mean, they're, 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 like, they're very
1: different in tone. The characters are much different.
0: Yeah. Um,
4: Presentation-wise. So. Stuff
0: like that. Yeah, but I, I think for, for the most part, though... Um, I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, I I've owned Dingo Ropa since it came out, but then I never played it until recently because I was like, well, the sequel's coming out, might as well give it a try. And I sink a lot of time into playing those games, like I almost nonstop, like any free time I had, oh, yeah. I played that game, and I got completely lost in it. It's, so it's a time I'm sink. excited for that, and right. I hope that um, they bring another episode. They're, they're probably,
4: go- you know what the uh, the guy who did the writing for that said that another episode is probably his best game. Oh, man. And he doesn't know. At
0: it's toy. It's a toy. It's like a third-person shooter. It's know, so weird. Which is
4: why I'm curious what he means by that. So, I mean, I hope it comes over. Yeah, this is my too. most important question.
0: Digital or physical? Doesn't matter. Well, I do digital just because I don't care.
4: I mean, I got digital for the review copy, but I also got the limited edition because I'm a fanboy. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's... Well, and, and I and I got it, too. But it's honestly um there's there's never really been an issue with like low times and things like that oh, yeah. where it makes a big difference so okay. like those those games they have their own fast travel but this game encourages walking around to oh, yeah. build up that experience meter and so uh it doesn't make a big difference it seems more obviously it's it's more open the maps are way more open and there's more places to explore but yeah it's it's not going to make a difference yep so, yeah, but, you know, moving on from that, you guys can check out the review on the site, yeah. David, of course. One of few perfect stores on Dude, RPG Spoilers, support. spoilers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 10 uh,
2: out of 10.
0: Yeah, it's a 10 out of 10. Damn we try to keep ourselves away from those. Uh,
4: we we do, and I should not have given the first one a 10 out of 10, because I should have given this one a 10 out of 10 instead, uh, which I you didn't. You can give
0: both games 10 out of 10. <laughs>
4: <Damn>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but retrospectively, I would say the first one's a 9 out of 10 for me now.
0: I don't because know, they, they both um, but I, I would say they're both definitely games that anyone who's into story-based uh, adventures are, well, story-driven games. Uh, definitely check those out. Okay. They're very they're very fascinating to play, even if you're not too into that type of design. It, it's it's definitely something at nice least to um, keep a look at if it's ever on sale. But definitely, that, so that that review is on the site. It's spoiler-free. All I I actually um, had to proofread that and I never played the game, and I still came away not knowing anything that happened yeah. in that game.
4: Yeah, you know, I, I kept it very spoiler-free.
0: Yeah, they, they were, <laughs> we got the game for review, and they specifically said, hey, don't get past Chapter 1, because everything goes down after that, and that's the same as the first one, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, moving on from that, though, uh, another big announcement, Nintendo uh, announced that they're making a new 3DS and literally calling it the new 3DS.
2: Yep, that's going to be really awkward 10 years from now. Like, did you ever get a new 3DS? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I still have my old can new 3DS. you buy 3DS. me the new 3DS? I still have my old new 3DS sitting around.
0: Wait. Someone mentioned There's this no before. Way they can call it Why is America. Sony,
2: like, the only There's one no who doesn't completely
0: them. mess up on their names? <laughs> There's no yeah. way they're going to call it that in America, right? Like, they are. That's, I mean, they're really no going to do it.
4: That announcement was for America as well, wasn't
0: it? Right. Yeah. I mean, it was. they, the, they called it. Like yeah, because they have like the Japan and the American, but they call they're calling like the Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 3DS. That is what they're calling it. Or yeah. and oh, more oh the man, so many videos. problems. There's
1: the 3DS. That
0: There's the 3DS XL. There's the 2DS. Is the Smash And the 2DS is not getting the refresh. It's the 3, new 3DS. No, I know. And the I'm new 3DS saying, 3DS XL. There's so many different.
2: Well, then now the, the next thing that title. the next thing they're gonna announce is the new 2DS.
0: God. It, well, anyway, so what they the new 3DS, um, there's a, a couple big changes. One is that it's got a new CPU, so it's more capable. Uh, it's got a wider 3D viewing angle. Uh, it They added the ZL and ZR, which, you know, it actually makes it as many inputs as the uh, Wii U gamepad. So people were talking about how, you know, you could um, theoretically see being able to play 3DS games on the Wii U, that kind of thing. Um, What else They moved the um, The stuff to the bottom Like the power button And the game spot Are on the bottom Of the 3DS now Uh,
2: And then they also uh, The dimensions are
0: Slightly bigger
2: And there's also Going to be some games That are only playable On it Right Yeah Like they imported Xenoblade Or they're going to port
0: It doesn't look that good But Yeah It looks like ass It looks pretty Not good The audio is definitely Going to
1: be shit There's no Audio It's not going to be shit
0: it's, it's out next year, and so you kind of wonder how that's going to be. I mean, Darren, did you take a look at that?
3: Oh, yeah. I saw it. I Already with the name alone, I was like, okay, whoever's naming stuff over at Nintendo needs to be brought out back and uh, dealt with. Yes. But uh, We're, seeing but Xenoblade here. on it and seeing a direct comparison, and then I actually like went I, – after I saw the stream or the announcement, I immediately went and, and popped in Xenoblade and just looked at it. I'm like, yeah, I thought so. And the textures <laughs> look though. so much worse.
0: They changed the UI. I saw they moved this stuff to the bottom of the screen as well to make it fit.
3: Yeah, like I I don't see the point. I, I would have preferred an HD version, honestly. And I think it would have been better if maybe they made a new Xenoblade or something around this, or like a side story or something. It, it makes you wonder how much Nintendo really hedges its bets on Xenoblade in the
0: first place. Well, it's like, well, we got this. I guess we got to, you know, do something with it. It's Someone brought this up, and I, I kind of laughed. It's like, it's gone from being a GameStop exclusive over here to being a new 3DS exclusive. <laughs> it's just like, they can never win. It's, no. The audience keeps on shrinking for that title, I guess. But I mean, a lot of people will buy the new 3DS because it goes backwards compatible. Everyone keeps like comparing that to the DSi. It's like... The DSi, the exclusive games were mostly the ones that use that camera. It's like, it's not like the new 3DS where it's got a better processor. It's like a a refresh where they're going to be making more games for that. Nintendo said they're going to make more games for it. I think the DSi comparison is probably
2: the closest anyway. It's closest, but but that's like the
0: Game Boy Color. But it's like, you can kind of see why they did that, you know, because it's got color. But even if that seems kind of silly, that's, I don't know. They released a Pokemon game for the Game Boy Color. It's like, at that point, you know that people would be buying that if they are if they cared enough. So, But that, they announced that, the new, new 3DS. I don't think they really talked about much else. I mean, the only other news I heard out uh, recently is that the new Xenoblade, they're going to use the gamepad as, like, a navigation thing. That's, that's about it. Like, did anything else come out of that conference?
2: Uh, I think they gave Bayonetta release date, but that was... Well,
0: oh, that's, that's you know, not RPG, but right. that's like October, but yeah. Um, nothing else that I can think of that came out of there, but...
3: do they that's... also announce Shulk for Smash Brothers there? Oh, that From Xenoblade? That's right. Yes, they, they did. News, that, that's like the only connection I have with why Xenoblade's on the new 3DS, is that he's in Smash Brothers. Nintendo's kind of like, Yeah, huh, use it to advertise. People, like people Fire... need to know who this guy is. Kind of like on the Fire Emblem. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's... That, that's, that and Fire Emblem, yeah, it's like their properties they're trying to appeal. And that's cool. I mean, I'm totally cool with that because mm-hmm. – but it's – and the, uh, the thing is is that they bring these characters back. It's like seeing, like, Ness in these games. Like, that's great. We put him in these games. Or Lucas. But you're not like, going to do anything about it later. Like even
3: when Sakurai's po- poking fun at Captain Falcon. He's like, hey, when are you going to get a new game, buddy? ha, <laughs> <laughs>
0: ha. Okay. It's okay. like, well, we put him in this game because we can't get him in his own game. It's, it's like Donkey Kong. Just, it took a long time for Donkey Kong to get his own game again. It's like they don't really they, – they're not – they are it's almost a little bit disrespectful, but I'm not going to be that extreme about it just because it's like – it's like that, what that Nintendo E3 conference when some guy said, hey, what about Mother 3? And then <laughs> he, he makes him catch on fire. It's like, uuuh. Oh. <laughs> no,
4: Seth Green did that. Don't blame Nintendo.
0: Yeah, but or maybe they, Nintendo did that. Off I don't on, know. It, they, know. they would have <laughs> to greenlit. Bill Zamayne did a voice on that too. Yeah. <laughs> God. They, they come just, back you know, to stuff. That's that's Nintendo. I just I remember seeing the guy who translated Mother 3 into English. Like seeing his reaction to that, he's like, Ah, Nintendo. Just, it's like we got this translation. We can give it to you if you want. It's it's there. And like hearing him say that, I'm like, Ah, oh, man. But awesome. but not to go off on a tangent there. But yeah, it's, but I think that was about it for the big news for August. I mean, as as you guys mentioned before, it's like. Um apparently there's gonna be more announcements to come at TGS, by the way, more PS4 games to be announced. Um there's word going out that Nintendo the new 3DS may be region free and may be changing the way that the Nintendo ID system works, but that's just a rumor for now. I,
2: might just be might just be hopeful might just be hopeful, you know, it's, speculation. Industry yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, there's there's apparently still stuff to come, but at this point, it's like, I'm excited. And they announced God Eater 2. We didn't mention that. God Eater 2 coming to PS4 as well as a uh, remaster. Um, So you hope that that gets brought over, considering how popular that system's getting here. But,
3: and yeah, know uh, Namco, Namco Bandai's been really good about their releases recently.
0: Yeah, they've been pumping them
3: out. They even got Sword Art. With its uh, lacking translation.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: that Isn't,
1: was uh, that was sad. Oh man.
3: Wasn't that just straight like the the
0: Taiwanese
3: version? They just yeah, indeed is in because much much was, I have the Taiwanese version. To it,
1: but for the most part, I would say it pretty much is straight up like same thing. There's, I mean, in, yeah, there's some quality of life changes, like, but overall, it's pretty much
0: the same.
3: Yeah, Darren, you said you own the ta- the Taiwanese version. I do. I got that. I imported that from PlayAsia when it originally came out, and I looked at it. and I kind of expected the game to have that kind of English translation, and then I was like, "But they'll have to change it for the North American release." And when I heard <laughs> they didn't, I was shocked. Oh. I think they
2: tr- they they changed it but didn't do a very good job of it. So they yeah. like tr- they took the Asian English and like all right, let's just fix this up and they let's put- just
3: take out all the names and put he or she because the Taiwanese version doesn't have that. It's I think the best part though is
0: like that's actually getting people to buy the game, seeing people like post pictures of the translations. That is getting people to buy it. So at the same time, it's, it's like a double-edged sword cuz it's like, well, this is stupid as hell, but people think that's actually getting them to buy it so it's like well i guess it's not as bad i don't know
3: i doubt it's Well like, could it couldn't be dumber than the actual story I've sort of lied anyway I'm i yeah
0: heaven yeah, too. it's pretty bad
3: <laughs> there's no defense for season two. There's no, no defense for se- they they end
0: that season by spinning in the air that was pretty dumb that's pretty dumb that's, <laughs> that's like was, season like, 2 what the hell is this what are they even doing just <laughs> Just spinning in the air. Just spinning in the air. Just dancing. I have no um, idea like what you're referring magic- to. It's like <laughs> a Disney princess thing. It was the stupidest thing. Uh,
2: well, is that about anyway. cover it? I'm sorry. Is that about cover what we wanted to talk about?
0: Yeah, th- uh, that's that's about it for August. September, another big month. Um, we just announced, like, yeah, there's a couple games. We have a lot of stuff planned for the site um, that we're hoping to uh, push very soon. Uh, some big changes. Uh, but also, more games to cover. So, like, I, I'm trying to remember, like, all the games coming out. Like, we got Arnold Surge is coming lots, out. Lots um, of Japanese what what games. Huh? Lots of Japanese games. A lot of Japanese Art
2: games of coming out. Church, but there's Fairy Fencer. There's Natural Doctrine, which was just announced to be pushed back a week. Um, and in terms of Western games, I guess there's Shadow of Mordor at the very end of the month, which is sort Not... of RPG-ish.
3: And Persona 4 Arena, the sequel. Kind of thing. Yeah, Ultimax.
0: We may cover that for the site, just because it actually um, has a lot of story stuff in it, as you can imagine. But, uh, yeah, that's coming out later. Theater Rhythm is coming out this month, and I'm really excited to try that myself. Um, But... That and Wasteland Two, I don't know if we'll cover that. But yeah, there's there's a lot of games coming out this month that's going we're gonna get a lot of articles on. We posted probably August is probably our busiest month that we've that's had in a long, long right. time. Probably probably since like ever at this point. We posted the most reviews we've had in a long time. Um so check those out for sure. And then, you know, stay tuned. We're having a lot of changes on the site, so expect that to be pushed very shortly. Um well, I guess it depends on how quickly he wants to push it out, but we'll see. So, other than that, uh, anything else you guys want to talk about, or is that about it? About it, I it. think. About it. All right, we're about covered. So, yeah, th- uh, thanks a lot for joining us for this month's edition of the TetraCast. I want to thank our guests Simon, David, Adam, and Darren. It's so good to be back. here. Yep, great to be here. Great to be here. Great to be here. It's great to have you guys. Oh, it's great to be here because I get to be
1: alive.
0: Yay. Yay, if you're alive. Now visit this deserted island and start killing each other. Yay. That's that's how this all ends, right? Yep. uh, Um, Thanks a lot for joining us this month's edition of the TetraCast, guys. I'll catch you all next time.
4: Bye.